0: business growth show is sponsored by Leadfeeder by dealfront most of us b2b companies invest a ton into ads content and marketing all to get prospects onto our websites but you probably know already on average just two percent of those hard-earned visitors are going to convert into leads and leave their contact information that means a whopping 98 percent of visitors are vanishing never to be seen again Leadfeeder fixes that problem With Leadfeeder, you can identify the B2B companies that visit your website, add them to your CRM, and empower your sales team to strike warm conversations with dream clients. Stop missing out on website opportunities and turn page views into pipeline. Grab a 14-day free trial of Leadfeeder at leadfeeder.com, that's leadfeeder.com, or visit the link in the description below. I've spent nearly four years and $50,000 running a B2B podcast and now it's time to share what actually works. Hey, I'm Sam Dunning, host of the top 10 B2B marketing podcast business growth show and to check out my free playbooks, resources, podcasts and whenever you're ready to apply to work with me, head over to samdunning.org. I've gone from using a super cheap webcam and microphone right through to using industry standard equipment and I've learned everything, the tough, the difficult way. In this guide, you're gonna learn the full strategy, how to pick a niche for your B2B podcast, the tools and the kit that I recommend you use, how to actually drive B2B leads, inquiries and revenue from your podcast and how to market and get your podcast found so you can make sure that you're building your company and personal brand that you're driving warm inbound qualified inquiries you're growing your revenue and you can build relationships with idle clients with your b2b podcast let's dive in so what are some of the top mistakes that i see when it comes to b2b podcasting well the first is not picking a niche not being specific or intentional enough with your show title format the audience and the style of episodes. The second is thinking that downloads or views are the only thing that you should go after. So, unless you're a huge name, a corporate massive brand, or a massive celebrity, you want to focus more on the type of audience that are tuning into your podcast rather than trying to get tens and tens and hundreds of thousands of people that may not even be relevant prospects. Because after all, we want the B2B podcast to generate the right type of audience and acquire inbound leads and revenue at the end of the day. And the last thing is only stopping after a couple episodes. So basically not seeing the podcast through, thinking, yeah, we'll do a few episodes and that should be enough. Do a one and done or two and done. So many podcasts stop after episode five, 10 or less. So actually making sure you've got a long-term vision with your podcast is vital. So first and foremost, you want to make sure you pick a niche for your B2B podcast. I made the mistake when I first started my podcast of naming it Sam's Business Growth Show and having no real strategy when it came to guest interviews. I was interviewing all kinds of people from entrepreneurs to sales leaders, marketers, business owners, friends, and more. It was really good fun. It was almost like a university on steroids. I learned a tonne but the podcast wasn't driving any inbound leads, revenue, or having any impact on my businesses. And I spent way too long on background stories with guests right at the beginning of the show, which took up 10, 15 minutes until I got to the meat and actionable tips of the episode and there was no real focus. Once I renamed my podcast to Business Growth Show, B2B Marketing and Demand Generation Podcast, and I got a lot more intentional with the focus of episodes I started to see results. So my recommendations for your podcast name after learning from the mistakes I made are to be as narrow, specific and as niche in your podcast name as possible. So actually include the sector or the category that you're in within the name. So it's easily findable and searchable on tools like Apple podcast or YouTube or the other tools that people use to discover podcasts on. So, for example if your podcast was about b2b sales and selling maybe you're a sales training company or consultancy and perhaps you focus on discovery calls specifically as a specialism your show name might be discovery call success hyphen b2b sales and selling tips that way you're covering what you specialize in but you've got your main sector and keyword there so you can be found so let's dig into the strategy there's two super common types of episodes on b2b podcasting you've got solo episodes or secondly you've got guest episodes on my podcast business growth show i tend to do a healthy balance of both guest episodes and solo episodes so let's get stuck into a few options on both formats So there's a few ways you can do guest episodes. You'll likely want to get some warm contacts of people you know offline or people in your existing network that are going to be relevant to the show to get the first couple episodes under your belt and get comfortable doing those interviews. Then the first episode style with guest episodes is ABM, account-based marketing play. So the idea behind this is you invite guests from your target accounts that your team wants to be selling to. For example. If your focus clients were perhaps VPs of marketing from cybersecurity companies, you might make a full list of all these target accounts using Sales Navigator or a similar prospecting tool, and then do some outreach techniques, which I'll share in a sec. So the, the idea is you run a fantastic show with them around their area of expertise. You have some conversation back and forth before recording and after recording to build up a relationship, build up some rapport with them. I'll often ask after the recording if there's anything further I can do to be helping them, or if anyone I can introduce them to to help them out. And I'll sometimes ask how they're handling the problem that we fix at the end of the call. So, for example, I might say in our case as a B2B SEO company, I might say, how are you making sure that when prospects search for your services or offers on Google that competitors aren't above you? stealing traffic or opportunities something light like that and they'll quite often say either we've got a team in house or that's something we want to look at soon and we might arrange a call to discuss it further or we might just stay in touch afterwards then after you've done the episode go on to promote it which we'll talk about shortly and now after you finish that recording you know you've got a new person in your network they trust you you've had a great convo And if they've got any requirements in the future, it's likely that you'll be in their mind. You can, of course, add them on LinkedIn, add them to your email list and send them a note, send them a message from time to time. It can also this strategy can also work really well if there's already prospects in your existing sales team pipeline that you want to warm up by inviting into your podcast. Well, guest episode style two is to interview the famous people in your niche. This can be pretty decent early on in your podcast journey. So when you are trying to attract potential prospects to the podcast, you can name drop them in your outreach and your personalized LinkedIn messages or your email outreach. So they can actually see as a form of social proof. It gives you big clout when you use these names, because not only will they provide really useful tips, hopefully, to your audience, But they're going to have big audiences themselves, maybe on LinkedIn, maybe on their email list, maybe on other social channels. So it can help both with promotion, with getting clout and getting social proof for both your own audience and for potential guests that you want to get on the show. So moving on to solo episodes. These are superb to dive deep into an area of your own expertise and can make for solid, evergreen, searchable content through the podcast players, through Google and even YouTube if you're doing video episodes. Plus. After you've recorded them, you can produce them into blog articles. You can use a transcription tool to get all the information into text. And then you can make some manual updates with a human, of course, to make sure they're going to be educational and useful to your target audience. So I recommend embedding the YouTube video or the audio podcast video into those articles on the page. And it's a great way to get targeted traffic from Focus Prospects to your website so solo episodes a really good way to build trust directly with your audience i typically get inspiration and ideas for solo episodes from sales calls customer conversations listen to other industry podcasts in my sector audiobooks and more usually i tend to build episodes around common problems that get raised on calls or common objections that get raised on sales calls questions i get asked all the time how to do something best tips for doing something how to improve something why is this an issue and so on industry trends so in my case new happenings with google algorithms new website tips ideas and more stories rather their personal stories industry stories etc and anything else that comes to my mind that i believe will add value or give my audience something educational entertaining or useful And if you're going to throw solo episodes into the mix for your B2B podcast strategy, it's worth having a clear call to action, whether that's at the start, in the middle, or in the end, or perhaps at the start and the end, where you want to drive your audience. So maybe you want them to check out your email list, a lead magnet, or guide them to your website. Make sure it's super crisp, super clear, so the audience knows the relevant action to take, and you can drive some business results from the episodes. So when it comes to inviting guests onto your podcast, my favorite approach, once you've made a targeted list using your prospecting tool or LinkedIn or Sales Navigator or something similar, I like to send those prospects, the guests I want on the podcast, a painfully short LinkedIn message. So for example's sake, I'm on my friend Justin Rose's profile who runs Impactable LinkedIn Ads Agency. So I might send something simple, straight to the point like this, Hey Justin, enjoyed your recent post on LinkedIn Thought Leader ads, especially the part about sponsoring ads that are performing well in organic so you know they're gonna hit well with target prospects. Would love to have you share your insights on my top B2B marketing podcast. And then the CTA is, are you against a convo, against a conversation with a question mark? That has a pretty decent hit rate. I've put it in the message box, but you can use that as a personalized request if you're not yet connected to the person on LinkedIn um if they don't respond to that initial outreach but they connect then you can just put a simple one liner i tend to do with just ps check the show here and then just put a hyperlink to the podcast and that tends to get a pretty good response rate so yeah start reaching out to those prospects that you've made in your list and send them those painfully short messages that are to the point give them a quick bit of praise on their recent value add and then invite them to the podcast you've got to remember who doesn't like going on podcasts and talking about how great they are promoting their company and giving some actionable tips that they can then reshare to their audience on socials, their email list and more. So once you've got a few guests that are keen, excited to come on your show, then I typically would recommend sending them a Calendly link so they can easily book out a designated slot. So a good thing about using calendar tools like Calendly is you can designate certain slots that are available for the podcast and timings and you can put in the description how it works so i've just got a link to the show i say that i'll send you the link to record on Streamyard a few minutes before we record on linkedin live to get extra exposure and then we produce it and i also mention that i'm going to send them a guest form so once they've booked the time on the calendar to do the guest episode recording then we send them through a very simple guest form so the guest form is just a two-pager simple simple document it gives introduction and faq so it basically says here's a link to view all the shows the audience um in our case b2b marketers founders sales execs etc and we basically explain the format of the show just say it's not a set of scripted questions there's a question couple questions below so we can make sure the show is focused on your area of expertise and you can share actual tips talks about how we record so in our case we record on Streamyard, and then afterwards we produce the episodes and then send you a promotional clip Um, with all the episodes, artwork, video clips, and all that good stuff. It says, please ensure you've got a decent microphone ready and a decent webcam because we do video as well as audio. Um, And also ask them at the end to give us a quick review in advance so if they can go on to Apple and leave us a review. It really helps us get more exposure. And then after that, we just ask them to put their name, LinkedIn link, website, and a few topic ideas so then I can prep a few questions and a few ideas for the episode so we don't go in blind. We're all prepped and we're ready to perform the guest episode on the chosen date. So let's dig into processes and tools. There's a bunch of ways you can go about recording and producing your podcast with audio, video. You can go live or you can record it all offline and produce it. This is the process I use on Business Growth Show and feel free to take what's going to work for you. So solo episodes, I draft up a rough script. I try and make the episode title searchable from an SEO standpoint for YouTube, the podcast channels and more. I record it usually using Zoom. There's tons of other video recording tools that you can check out too. Once I've done the recording on Zoom, I chuck it into Google Drive. Then our producer will edit the video using Veed or Final Cut and then he uses Audacity to chop up the audio podcast version. When it comes to guest episodes, we typically already have them fill out the guest form I talked about earlier. So we've already prepped an actionable topic around their area of expertise. We record those episodes using StreamYard, which enables us to go live on LinkedIn for extra exposure before we produce the episode. And there's tons of other live streaming softwares just like Riverside FM. And after the interview, We add the files to Google Drive, producer edits them all up again, using Veed or Final Cut Pro and Audacity again to edit the audio version. And for guest episodes, I'll always have a pen and paper handy so I can write down any notes, any ideas from the episodes and timestamps for where we might wanna cut up some video snippets or clips that might make good shorts for YouTube, for LinkedIn or other social channels. So now I'm gonna dive into distributing promoting and marketing the podcast distribution of course super key to make sure the podcast gets uploaded to the relevant audio channels apple spotify and the video goes to youtube and then we want to make sure it's marketed right so our target audience our dream clients can actually find the podcast so first and foremost we want to upload the audio podcast we use a tool called simplecast that enables us to easily upload the audio files for each episode the artwork description and more and then it will fire it out to apple Spotify, and all the relevant audio podcasts. Simplecast is what we use, but there's tons of other tools like Bcast, there's Buzzsprout, and there's more. Then we'll upload the produced video to YouTube and, again, put a relevant title, description, keywords, nice thumbnail, and all that good stuff. Then we'll make shorts from the guest episodes or the solo episodes, chop up those videos. We've got some great promotional clips under one minute to add as YouTube shorts and use on linkedin and socials on the podcast business page and my personal profile and then probably one of the most important parts of doing guest episodes is we make a super detailed guest promotional kit that we email to guests once the episode is live so what's that scott first and foremost it says hey name thanks very much really enjoyed the show here's the links to the episode here's the youtube is the Apple, the Spotify, and the guest episode page on our website with all the details. Then we'll attach the artwork. We'll attach several video chopped up short clips. We'll give them recommended ways. So we'll say we recommend you add the artwork or the video clip onto LinkedIn, put a snapshot summary of the show, maybe some actual tips, and then put a call to action for the links are in the comments. That's where you can put all the links to the audio, video, and episode page so you want to make it insanely easy for your guests to promote this episode because after all if they can cross promote it it's going to help drive more views more downloads and more audiences more eyeballs or listeners to your podcast then you can promote the episode to your own email list if you've got an email list that's a super quick way to get downloads or views I also do some storytelling posts. So LinkedIn really likes long form story-based content at the time of writing this and text only. So sometimes I'll write up a nice hook to get people to read more and then put quite a detailed post about the episode or share some actionable tips and then encourage people with a CTA to check the link in the comments. Or well, lastly, you can run sponsored ads. So especially on LinkedIn, you can drill down to with sponsored ads to your focus audiences, whether that's marketers, CMOs, revenue ops, whatever, and then you can promote your podcast to those target audiences with snippets and then put the link either in the description or in the comments. That's another way to dive targeted traffic to episodes. And another idea for promoting your show is to go onto a website called Chartable. That's chartable.com. This is a listing site that lists all the top-ranking podcasts. You can quite literally search for the industry, the niche that you're focused on, target location apple or spotify and then view the top 50 top 100 or more podcasts in that sector location tuning in through that player and then what you can do is you can actually reach out to those top rated podcasts find those hosts on linkedin send them a personalized request and basically offer a podcast swap so love to come on your top rated podcast would you be against kind of having a conversation with me about coming on mine? a lot of people love to cross promote their shows That way you can do a super actual episode on their show. They can do the same for yours, and you can put a call to action at the end of that recording for people to check out your podcast and what's in it for them. found that to be quite an effective way to ramp up audience to your own show. So when it comes to hardware, and I'm shooting this video on my phone, there's my dog, Barney, if you're watching on the video side of things. So when I first started... I used a very basic webcam, like a Logitech. I think it was a C920, which was like 30 bucks. And then a simple microphone, which is a Blue Yeti, which you can pick up for like 99 bucks or less. And then over time, after two years or so, I wanted to really ramp up the production quality. So I got a Sony, I think it's an a 5100 DSLR. Got a lens, eventually a Sigma wide-angle lens, which blurs the background, which is quite cool. And then upgraded to industry-standard microphone, so an SM7B by Shure. Got some decent large-scale lights, got some cool kind of red glowing background lights. And instead of just having me against a plain background, put together a bit of a bookshelf with an assortment of kind of a gong, plants, and all that good stuff. So my point here is I started with an MVP and then gradually upgraded it over time, which is what I recommend. Start simple, as you start seeing results, why not invest in in more kit, improve the experience for audio, audio listeners, video watchers, and all that good stuff. So other ways to make money from your podcast that I haven't shared could be through partnerships or sponsorships. So for example, Business Growth Show is sponsored by our friends over at leadfeeder.com by Dealfront. And essentially, Leadfeeder allow you to turn your website page views into sales pipeline. So you probably know already that only about 2% or so of your website visitors will ever convert into inquiries, leads, or demo requests. So Leadfeeder basically helps you identify those prospects, those B2B companies that didn't inquire, but visited your site. So you can whack them in your CRM and have your sales team reach out and strike up those golden conversations. And you can try them out over at leadfeeder.com to get your 14 day free trial. So to recap and some final thoughts, make sure when you're putting together your podcast, you go super niche on the exact target audience the sector and the target market, and you make sure your name of your podcast, your headline is relevant to that niche, that industry that you wanna attract, and the keyword is within the title. So it's searchable. When it comes to doing guest episodes, if you're going down the account-based marketing, the ABM strategy, make sure you're prospecting into those target accounts. Follow the strategies we outlined. Do a really good show where you build some rapport before, have some great conversation, ask them some thoughtful questions, make it an enjoyable experience for both them and your audience and promote it well so you can strike up relationships with those ideal clients that are future sales opportunities as well. Um, and the other guest opportunity angle is to go for niche famous guests to use their clout and their audience to grow your own show and grow their brand. And then consider the solo episode route so to build thought leadership showcase your expertise in the main sectors, the main topics you want to be talking about and start to drive inbound pipeline. And last of all, if you're going to run a podcast, make sure you actually have some enjoyment in the sector because there's probably not going to be much longevity in it. If you're doing something that really bores you, you have no interest in at all. And that's going to shine through, right? If you enjoy talking about the subject with your guests on solo episodes, the audience is going to pick up on that and it's gonna mean there's a lot more chance that you'll carry the podcast through for the long term. And there we have it. I hope you found my B2B podcasting guide helpful. As always, if you did a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, is really appreciated. Or Offer on YouTube, a subscribe goes a long way. And if you wanna check out my week daily B2B marketing email tips, playbooks, more podcasts, or perhaps you want advice, consulting on setting up your own podcast, B2B marketing, or even your website and SEO, head over to samdunning.org to check that all out. Catch you soon.